0: Hey everybody, it's Identical Cousins, episode 24, Golden Master
1: is Best. It's best. But gold is best. Yes, it, it's just plain best. And what else is best, Brent? Uh, you know what's best? I think our theme, theme music is best, and I wonder if you might play a little bit of that for us. I shall play the music. Excellent. Brent Simmons. Michael Simmons. How are you, cousin? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Seattle, yet again. Is it really uh, sunny there? Oh, yeah. Blue skies. It's just gorgeous. Now, it's terribly cold because we don't have our blanket, uh, our gray blanket over the, over the sky. Uh-huh. But uh, still, yeah, I'll take the trade off. Okay, well. I, I like some sunshine. Uh, I'm
0: in California, as you know. which
1: California. I've
0: heard of it. Which I left New York, as you know. Mm-hmm. You've heard of that, too? Mm, rings a bell rings a bell well it's 37 degrees here at like almost noon mm-hmm. hello yeah, it,
1: it's yeah it's maybe 32 or Yeah. Something last night it right was now. like
0: 24 degrees overnight like this mm. is this is not good
1: yeah we, we have the same weather only slightly worse yeah yeah it's not it, it's cold yeah maybe it's cold outside yeah, baby. It's cold.
0: <laughs> so this is, uh, this is, we have an announcement to make. This is, um, this is definitely bittersweet. Um, this is going to be our last episode of Identical Cousins. Last Cousins. Last Cousins. Um, and, um, you know, Brett and I had been talking about this for a little bit. Uh, I made the decision just because I was thinking about it. And I love doing the show. And obviously, we get a lot of email I get a lot of email. I'm really, really, really appreciative of everyone who said such great things and how they listen to the show regularly. And believe me, it's not an easy decision, but I make apps. I'm an app developer, and I've been thinking about a lot lately about focus and what I do and why I do what I do. And I want to make apps. And I think, you know, wanting to podcast or wanting to speak or wanting to do all these things, they're great. And believe me, I love sharing my information. I love helping people and communicating, but I'm an app maker and I want to focus on doing what I do best. So talked it over with brent we agreed you know we had a good run and um yeah this will be our last episode
1: we're ending on an even number that's that's pretty important that's true and uh, 24 hours in a day mm-hmm, that's right 24 was one of my favorite tv shows that's right uh, uh 24 uh, seven uh i don't know <laughs> yeah sure sure why not I,
0: I, like, yeah. I like it. Yeah, you know, it works. If you multi- so it
1: turns out you, you don't like helping people or sharing your information. Yeah, apparently. Is that why, that's, is that why that's, you're leaving? That's, that's exactly why I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was right. giving away too much information. Too many people were emailing me telling me how great they were doing.
1: Mm, and I was like, right.
0: oh screw these bastards. All
1: thanks to you. Yeah, yeah you were exactly. pissed off. Exactly.
0: Apparently, there's some, like, plug that just filters out your voice during the podcast.
1: It's great. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: so... You know, again, it wasn't it really isn't an easy decision. I've been I've been even stressing recording this episode and I, I just got an email two days ago from someone who said he was a frequent listener and he loves the show and he can't look you know, he can't wait to see what we talk about in the next W D C and yeah, it's bittersweet. I mean I love doing the show, I think it's fun. Um yeah. yeah, and we get to chat and we get to have some good times and our listeners seem to like it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think like I said I wanna I know I wanna I wanna be an app developer and I wanna do what I do best every day so that's what I'm gonna focus on.
1: Well, the surprising thing is how much work doing a podcast takes. Absolutely, yeah, you, um, Let's. It's not just you sit down and talk for a while and the rest is magic. There's there's a whole bunch of work.
0: No, I think it's something that that is definitely we could talk about. I mean, Brett and I even when we were talking about winding it down, we were like, well, how much time? I mean, it's a lot of time. We have to schedule mm-hmm. it into our schedule, which means then we're not working. We. Mm-hmm you know, talk for about an hour or so, which isn't obviously just the podcast we talked before and we talk a little bit after. So that's more time. Then it's got to be edited, which I do. Then when it's edited, Brent does all the release notes, which I can't even imagine how he does. That's got to take hours and then going through and checking everything. Then after that, I send it to him and he listens to it. Obviously, the editing and the listening are more hours. Then it's got to be posted. Then we have sponsors. We have to do stuff with uh, management of that and administration of that. I mean, it's its definitely hours and hours and hours, days, I guess, right, per episode.
1: hmm Yeah. So, yeah, it really is.
0: I mean, yeah. I'll speak for myself, and then obviously you got to say what you got to say, but I'm not a podcaster. I just, i you know, this is, if you were doing it every day or it's something that, you know, you really want to dedicate the time to or you just love doing it, I have no problem with it. I mean, obviously, I, I, mm. it's a lot of fun. I wish I didn't have to give it up. If I could just tomorrow yeah. do something where we just show up for an hour, talk to each other, and then someone else does all the work, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah. So if there's anyone out there who wants to do a ton of work, <laughs> <laughs> Brett and I can show up for an hour and you can make us look mm. good. <laughs> but yeah, so this will be it. Um, we want to thank our sponsors for this episode, which we'll, uh, we'll read their ads later. And we do appreciate all of our sponsors. Of course, of course I don't know where my uh, East Coast just came from, but um, that helped us sponsor, that helped us make the episodes because that sponsorship, that bit of money we got definitely was helpful because it helped us keep doing the show. Yes, and yes, we thank much we so. thank HostGator, and of course we thank Rem Objects. Uh, both HostGator and Rem Objects are sponsoring this final episode, and we appreciate that
1: very much. So, thanks, guys.
0: So, in this episode, what I thought we'd do, Brent, if it's okay with you, is just go down memory lane a little bit. Um, talk about. Well, I'm just looking at our our archives on IdenticalCousins.net, starting with our first episode that we
1: recorded on August 15th, 2012. Software is hard. It's still it's still hard. Our our Episode didn't really change anything. Darn it. It's funny. I, I, I was listening to that episode um, just
0: to hear a little bit of, it's so great how, how far we've come. Like the first episode was just like, <laughs> might as well have been in a dorm room with like a Panasonic cassette recorder or something, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it was, really did
1: take a while for our was sound quality to get even Barely listenable.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, no, it's all good. But anyway, so it's just funny because that intro where like software is hard and you're like software is real hard, really hard or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. it still is. It's not going to change yep. probably. No. And I've no. noticed as time goes by, just to kind of talk a little bit about this topic and then we'll move on, is I think it's just like, you know, games on a PlayStation 4 or whatever. Like on the, in the days of the Atari, we've talked about this. In the days of the Atari, you know, you had like 4K, 16K, 8K, whatever. You got to make really good games with what you had. Then as the the storage and the processing power and everything opened up, instead of making better games, it was like, how do we impress people? Mm -hmm. And I feel like even with software today, like Xcode, they're not worrying about solving the problems to make software hard. They're just adding on these layers of, look at these tools that let you do things differently. Like, Mm -hmm. it seems like all the energy is going towards, because of storage and processing power and things like that, um, tools rather than... The fundamentals if that sort of makes sense like i don't know it just seems like they're not solving the problem of like i don't know i kind of would envision this this plug-in software toolkit that anyone could design an app and you just plug in these things and boom you have an app you know like a game game creation kit like they used to have on the commodore 64 it's like a pinball Mm -hmm. construction kit you just moved stuff in place and boom you had a pinball machine
1: that's been the dream for for decades programming without programming right just just The, the lego version and and we're still not there yet and I don't even if think I'm, we're close, are we? No, I don't think so. And I think by this time, people are like, you know what? It's, it's just not going to work. Yep. There's no one uh, working on it, actually, I think is what yeah, the problem well, is. Yeah, well, I think yeah. everyone just kind of gave up on the notion. Look, you really do have the right code.
0: Yep. So, yeah, that was episode one. Software was hard. Talked a little bit about tech debt and uh, Dave Weiner and the Frontier Colonel, and uh, that was good times. Yeah. Lovely times. Anything you want to add on that one? Or are you good? Moving on? Nah, I'm All good. All right, yeah. moving on. So Identical Cousins 2, which was in September of 2012, we talked about everything is user experience, which talked a bit about first run experiences, like Fantastical, of course, uh, registration certificates, even, remember, RIM BlackBerry's $10,000 developer commitment? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And funny, you know, that was September 2012. Where's BlackBerry now? God knows. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that was, uh, that we were still were, we still were, you know, cutting our teeth. The podcast wasn't even on the iTunes store yet. Oh yeah, that's right. So that was a lot of work going on.
1: Then, do, uh, do I bother to remove the podcast from the iTunes store after a couple nah, of weeks? I think,
0: I think we'll leave it up we'll see. I mean, All right. it doesn't yeah. harm anything, right?
1: No, no. It's good, good, uh,
0: good for our sponsors and, you know, people might want to yeah, listen sure. to it if someone wants to archive right. us and insane you know stalker or something like that oh sure we always want to encourage the insane stalkers and by the way i love the whole um i don't know if i'm coining this but the whole podcast effect you know when someone's a podcaster and it's like in the beginning oh look we did an episode every two weeks how great up look then it just stretches out to like once every year (laughs) right you know (laughs) we were so ambitious so Mm. then on um a couple weeks later we did ui changes in ios 6 now this is fun to talk about because you know how big of a fan i am of ios 7 right Oh sure, and we talked about things like UI changes in iOS six, like pull to refresh, mm-hmm. and pull to refresh, and pull to refresh. That's about all we talked about. Apparently, mm-hmm. I love how the show notes too were like a few, and by the latest episode, you have like a hundred in there. That's awesome. Wow, well, yeah, I got I got into it. You got good. You got yeah. good, and you got into it. So, but you know, iOS six obviously. By me saying all the time I love iOS 7, I'm not saying I hate iOS 6. By no means am I saying I hate iOS 6.
1: Well, I, I heard from other people that, that you go around town saying that you hate iOS 6. No, 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 that's not true. That's oh, not okay. true. That's a scurrilous rumor. I
0: think that's probably my identical cousin. Oh, yeah.
1: We get, they get us confused all the time. All the time, yeah. Because
0: what is it? We talk alike? We walk alike?
1: Well, the, funny, the funniest, uh, funniest thing to me about that was... Um, it was a couple years ago at a uh, 360 iDev conference where, you know, there, there was a little app for the, or maybe it was a website, maybe it was an app for the conference. It was a mobile so mobile could,
0: something, right? Yeah. 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 So
1: you could check out the list of speakers and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so then if you tapped, uh, oh, yeah. you tapped in to look at mine, right. it was a picture of you.
0: That's right. That was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it. I love, I think we discussed it and you were like, you're not even going to tell them to update it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Um, it's the Simmons thing, I
1: guess. No, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so iOS 6, I mean, just to kind of, it's, it's funny to look back at like what we talked about and what was at the time. You know, iOS, we'll just call it old iOS. Because like, the thing is, iOS 6 and iOS 5 and iOS 4 and 3 and 2, whatever, they, they were all the same design, so to speak, right? Very sure, detailed, yeah. very polished, very ornamental. Um, mm-hmm. pr- prior iOS, I mean, I love it. It got us to where we are here. It definitely upped the game on design. It made design very important. It made thinking about user interface very important. It sort of, if you will, made user interface and user experience sexy, right? Like, it made it a thing that people cared about. That if you didn't have it right, no one took note, so to speak. Yep. So, it, it, we couldn't have got to here without there. However, you know, every time I look at iOS 7... There's someone I'm working with right now um, who I'm helping him with his app and input. And it's an iOS 7 app. And he's even been like, it just liberates me so much because you you start to strip back. It's just like they said in that video. That video is just stuck in my head where it's like you strip back the the veneer, the ornamentation, the layers, and you focus on the content. And if you do that and you don't just do it in a plain way where it's just, you know, here's just text or here's just a waveform or here's just this then you really will have a better app because the user sees only what's vital and only what they're going to work with. And if it's done in a pleasing pretty way, here's the design element again, then you're going to have a really good app.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, yeah. So this reminds me of nothing so much as the, um, the transition from the romantic to the modernist, uh, art era, huh. uh, in the early 20th century. Right. Cause yeah. in, in the late 19th century, you had, um, very overblown stuff, you know. Ornate, or, ornate, very ornate. Ornate, you know, and, yeah, absolutely. Has detail, detail ornate. And then suddenly it everything becomes stripped down, and you have um, you have Cezanne and Picasso, or uh, Debussy and Stravinsky, um, uh, or, or prose like Ernest Hemingway's, right? He even got rid of his commas. It was quite the opposite of ornate. Yep. Um, but it was. Uh, uh, my favorite art movement ever. And iOS 7, it's just like a, you know, a, a small echo of that same kind of transition. Well, you know what I think about,
0: obviously in Germany, you know Bauhaus? Mm-hmm. Like even that, that whole simplicity thing, that whole right. m- make, make the architecture, make, the, make, make everything matter, right? Make it as simple as possible, just keep it clean. Yep. And that that that's just that's iOS 7 to me. And you have to the other thing I I definitely like even with this friend and other people I'm advising, the other thing is you do have to be careful because it's very easy to take something that's simple and make it really bad. I, I've seen I've seen a couple apps that people have showed me where they're like, oh look, and it, I mean, yeah, it looks like it's iOS 7. It's a bunch of text. Mm-hmm. It isn't saying that you just put text on the screen. You have to do something. You have to give the user something that that helps them do something. If it's just a text app, okay, sure, fine, it works. But what makes it an experience, right? What makes it something that they want to come to again and again?
1: It may be the hardest design thing there is, right? That's right? Because you could do something minimal and simple with little trouble. But to give it that level of that level of grace and and rightness, yeah. Is- N- not at all easy. And because no. you're kind of working with a smaller palette too, so you have, to, um, you have to work very subtly.
0: You know, the whole thing you said about smaller palette is very timely for something I'm working on now. So we've said we're doing an iPad version of Fantastical. And we are. We're no ETA or anything, but it's in progress and it's actually a big priority. Fantastical, is that your app? That is my app.
1: Oh, wow, well, it's a fantastic app. Love it. Well, thanks. I'm, I'm, sure. It's wonderful that you know about it. Well, uh, it was number one on the App
0: Store. Twice. 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 So Fantastical, uh, for iPad, I just want to bring this up because it's really important. Everyone's like, well, you know, how long could it be take? We get these customers. How long could it take you? Just blow it up. I think people truly think this, and this is like such an important design thing to get out, Brent. You can't just take an iPhone app and port it to iPad. You can't. Because what happens is, you're, you're, there was like, remember those quotes that came out that said an iPad was just a big blown up iPhone? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. A bigger screen affords you the ability to rethink your app. Because if you're blowing up something that was appropriate for a smaller screen, you're just taking these elements that were meant to be minimal for a smaller screen mm-hmm. on a bigger screen. And how is that good? If you have the bigger screen, you should be giving more functionality that you didn't have on the smaller screen, right? Right. And the way you said that about you know the smaller screen minimalism, we have to re we had to and we're done we're getting really close but um although everyone thinks now it's going to ship next week which it's not it's not shipping for months so anyway um, i heard you've
1: already submitted it
0: maybe we have maybe this is all a ruse and it's coming out before the episode comes out that could be well in the meantime just buy l 2 for iphone heck i bought it four times well thank you how'd you manage that one four different devices and ids okay i I caught you i caught you no but like the whole iPad, I, I want to make this really clear, like you have to design an app for iPad. Don't just take your iPhone app and be like, oh, I'm just blowing it up because by going down this process that we did of making Fantastical for iPad, we have a whole different app now. I mean, it's not even mm-hmm. remotely like, oh, look, there's a list at the bottom and there's a day ticker at the top and that's it. Sure. Or on the Mac, you know, the Mac is a menu bar app where you have a calendar at the top and a list at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just what I'm saying is you really have to rethink things for an iPad, a Mac, and an iPhone and do not port your app just by porting it. Right. Convert your app. Translate sure. your app, right? And it's so important.
1: And and you still want to get the same personality to come across. Uh, and that uh, that's part of the fun of it. Exactly. But it's going to be different. I, I think a great example of this is Flipboard. It still has that same, you know, flippy gesture on iPhone and iPad. But if you pay attention, it's, you know, the iPhone is not a slim down version, and the iPad is not a blown up version. That's exactly right. right. They're, they're they're different. That's exactly right. The best iPad apps almost almost don't even
0: resemble their iPhone apps. The only thing they resemble is that they're similar interface details. Mm-hmm. But they should feel like separate apps. This always is the question. I'm sure you hear about universal binary. What to do? Yeah. Every single person who I advise, friends, whatever, I always say never, ever, ever, ever do Universal Binary unless your iPad app is literally the same as your iPhone app and you're trying to scam people by buying two different apps. But if you've written a truly different iPad app that is a standalone app that is so great and an iPhone app that's standalone that's so great, sell those apps individually. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. You're, okay, doing tell a dis- why. you're doing a disservice to the iPhone users who now have to pay more for an iPad app that might not want it. Mm-hmm. And you're giving your iPad app away, which you've hopefully designed and made really functional and elegant and great to your iPhone users at a lower price. to Because Universal has to be in a certain price field, right? You can't make a Universal app 20 bucks. I mean, you could, but that's that kind of defeats the purpose of going Universal, right? Sure, yeah. If you're going to put Universal to give a deal, then it has to be a deal. So you start getting all this schizophrenia with... The iPad price dictates the iPhone price. The iPhone price dictates the iPad price, which is which. And again, if you make an app that's so great for each platform, then the people who really want both will buy both. Mm-hmm. And everyone will be better served because people who only want iPhone will have to pay the lower price for iPhone. People who want the iPad will pay their price for iPad. And people who want both, you'll get you know, double rewarded for your time and efforts. Mm-hmm. But if your app is just a port where you've just literally like, well, I'll just call it HD and just expand the screen on iPad then make it universal and don't try to scam your customers into paying extra money for an HD app. That isn't really because you're just basically charging them because you rebuilt it for iPad. Mm -hmm. And I think that strategy has been proven by a lot of the people I've worked with to be true. And I just, I think it makes sense if you think about it, you, you charge for your time and the appropriate app and people will pay if it's worth
1: it. Crazy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, And I, I did that. I, I think I've only had one iPad app. And it was separate from the iPhone version. Well, good. Uh, good. And, I and see your intuition. Did, I mean... Whether, it did yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, quite well, as a matter of fact. And um, now people will complain. I mean,
0: I guarantee when we release Fantastical for iPad, which will be a separate app. I mean, we've already announced it. In fact, when people ask, mm-hmm. oh, is it universal? No, it's not. We're going to be upfront. Why lie? Um, sure. But... People will complain. That's the key. I'm sure when you had your two apps that were separate, um, people bitched. Why isn't this universal? You're trying to take advantage of me, and that's fine. There will always be those people. But guess mm-hmm. what? The people who actually value your time and value your work and see the benefit of it—they're paid for it. They-, they paid
1: for it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So don't, don't. Well, there's. The, so let's try the counter um, Yeah, sure. In favor of universal, uh, the first obvious one is that Apple really likes it, and so your your odds of being uh, featured and and marketed and stuff by Apple go up when you have a universal app. They they do take that into consideration. Uh, another thing, too, is, you know, word gets around, right? You you do an app that's both iPhone and iPad. Uh, more people are going to be happy by, by that because it's only one app to manage, one app to buy, and they, you know, it, it's simpler. They like that. They tell their friends. They give it better reviews. They feel like it's better bargain for the for the money a better value for the money right um so maybe you can do as well that way i i I don't know and i think every app is unique um i mean but it's not it's not to me a slam dunk
0: No, no 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 it's not and those benefits exist but i mean i'll tell you one thing and this is going to sound kind of counterproductive but don't ever base your strategy on whether or not apple may or may not feature you because if you're that good they'll feature you anyway like, I don't think they'll be like, oh, they didn't make it universal, but the app is
1: so great, we're going we're gonna to skip on them. Yeah, still, but, but there can be decisions that are made based on marginal differences. Are we going to do X or Y? Well, they're about the same. I really like both apps, blah, blah, blah. You know, but X is universal and Y isn't. That's okay, true. Let's do X. That's you know? true.
0: But I've seen apps on the App Store, actually, where they featured the iPhone and iPad apps separately mm-hmm. the same
1: week. Sure.
0: So, yeah, no, 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 you're right. I mean, we'd have to still point out all of the facts. I'm not saying I'm mm-hmm. right. I'm not saying you're right. No one's right or wrong. But, yeah, I, I just, I think at the end of the day, the everyone feels better about one app thing. Well, yeah, that's true. But, you know, if you're trying to run your business where you want to make money and keep making apps to keep, you know, making more money to make more apps, um, you know, you need to be compensated for your time. I think one of the big things I always tell everyone or try to instill in everyone is, yeah, you can be an indie developer and yeah, you can do all this, but you're running a business because if your business doesn't run, you can't keep making apps. And charging is actually part of that passage of right to staying in business. And I think with Universal, Apple likes it because with them, when they sell a device and you get an app like a GarageBand or an iWork or whatever, it sounds cute and great. Oh, you bought the $600 iPad. Well, I got to pay another to All right, but I get both. That's good. For Apple, it's a very good story because they're subsidizing everything in with the price of their devices. We don't have Mm -hmm. that luxury. If Apple was to start something, you know, well, instead of getting 30%, they'll get 5% if it's universal. That changes the scales quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. but they're not doing any incentive to making you do Universal, right? Sure, that's true. So I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, stubborn on this one just because I've, I've, I've gathered so much info over the last four years on it. And from what I can tell, if you have two apps that are, and this is the key, Brent, if you have two apps that are distinctly platform designed, they're, they're great standalone apps per platform, you're much better off doing separate apps than Universal.
1: Okay, that's
0: mm-hmm. good advice. And I hope hope you consider it at some point. All right, so moving right along, um.
1: you know, we should pause. We should probably pause right about now um, and and talk about REM objects. Oxygen. I would definitely talk about REM objects. So I learned that it's not oxygen; it's oxygen. So it I'm is. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it oxygen throughout this. It you know, is oxygen. Following, yes, it is oxygen. Huh? Which is great because that's a lot easier to say, and you know, oxygen is cool because we breathe it.
0: Well, you know, there was a musician, Jean-Michel Jarre. Do you know who he is? He's a music, sure, yeah. yeah. And he had an album called Oxygen. Oh, okay. But I think it was Oxygen, spelled the same way. Well, maybe that's French or something. I don't yeah, know. it is French. But the question okay. is, is, if it's spelled O-X-Y-G-E-N-E, wouldn't it be Oxygen?
1: Not in French. Well, then spell it Oxygen like in English. So, if you write applications for different platforms including the Mac, iOS, Android, Windows, or even Windows Phone, then you really should take a look at the Oxygen language from REM Object Software. Huh. See, I'm reading now. Right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, we know what you're thinking, but let us assure you that Oxygen is not yet another attempt at a write-once, run-badly-everywhere solution to app development.
0: Very nicely done on the write-once, run-badly-everywhere solution part. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Wow, you know, this, <coughs> the, the writing here is, is wonderful. It's good. You love the hyphens, don't you? I love the hyphen so much. Continue. Oxygen lets you create fully native apps on each platform and gives you full unrestricted access to the APIs on each platform, whether it's the Cocoa APIs on Mac and iOS, the .NET framework on Windows, or the Java and Android libraries. On? On Java and Android.
0: Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. All
1: right. With Oxygen, you still write apps specifically for each platform, but you can do so using the same modern language and IDE, removing the need for you or your developers to learn different languages and switch between different environments. Oxygen is based on Object Pascal, revamped and revitalized for the 21st century. It is a fully object-oriented language that is easy to learn and produces easy to maintain code. And it has many sophisticated language enhancements, from features that make it easier to write asynchronous and parallelized code to things like class contracts that make your code more robust and easier to test. Oxygen comes with the Visual Studio IDE, where the tool chains for all platforms come together. For example, you can build, deploy, and debug against your iOS and Android device right from the IDE. You can find out more by visiting remobjects slash oxygen with an E at the end, so it's like oxygen, right? That's right. And downloading a full free trial. Use the discount code ID13. For twenty percent off. That's ID thirteen. And again, that
0: URL remobjectscom O-X-Y-G-E-N-E.
1: Oxygen. But say it oxygen when you're talking about.
0: It. Of course. And uh, thanks to RemObjects, of course. And you so know,
1: much. They've sponsored so many podcasts. The best. Ours and so many others. There. They're absolutely the fantastic. And
0: you know, yeah. they they should be the ones to make the coders' toolbox toolkit that I want and everyone wants. I, I would think so. Hey, yeah. get, get on that, REM objects, please. I, I, will, be a, I will be happy to ad- advise you on the project. I'd be happy to applaud from afar. Okay, great. You'd be happy to boo, hiss, and throw tomatoes? Nah, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, back to the action, as they say? Yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh, the iPad and Universal, but we're moving on to uh, our episode number four, which was the conference, conference theory. We're never going to get
1: through all these at this rate.
0: Oh, well, I'm going to go by really quickly. All right. All right, here we go. Yeah, because we have, what do we have, 24? Uh, yeah, okay. So we were talking about conferences and why you should go and why you should speak and all this stuff. And was, you know, part of the whole thing of why we're ending this show also, um, I've gotten a bunch of conference invitations this year, and some of them were overseas, which I love the travel thing, and, you know, um, I turned them down. I, I did really a lot less talking this year, and I know, like you were saying earlier, oh, it's because you do not like... No, the truth is, is I really think the focus matters. I think doing maybe one to two conferences a year, at least for me. I don't know how many you've done recently and I don't know how many you have planned, but I I was doing, you know, four or five a year and I was starting to get onto that thing where I was starting to become a conference speaker. And even then I throttled back because I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not a conference speaker. I'm an app developer. Maybe when I retire at 60 or 70 or whenever I retire, I don't even know that I ever will. But like, there's a point where you have to make the decision. Conferences are great. You should definitely go and you should definitely get out there and be part of the community and the scene. But just for me, speaking for myself, I think as a speaker, you know, based on what I said over a year ago, I think a couple of years is good for me.
1: Yeah. I, I've turned down a, a ton of speaking opportunities this year and the past year. Um, yeah. Trying yeah, to stay yeah, focused, pull- right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, like, I, I don't need to travel that much.
0: No. Uh, and you know, I just like with the podcast and we discuss. it. I mean, I think at this point, like even with me saying where, uh, I mean, there's no excuses. You want to do what helps you make the best products. That's it. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Conferences still are good, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I think, though, le- this past year, Good. I did have one of my very best uh, I presentations. I think I lost you. Oh, there you are. Really? Uh, you hear me? No, now I hear play. you. Yeah, yeah, you're back. Yeah, you hear me? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I had w- one of my best um, speaking engagements was at alt WWDC this past uh, June or whatever. And that was really fun. I'm really super glad that oh nice. did that. Yeah, that, that turned out to be a
0: really great That's right. Yeah. How could I forget? How could I forget? Yeah, we did a hockey app presentation there. That was, that was a great event because yeah. it was mm-hmm. really just, yeah, it just felt like a bunch of coders chilling, hanging out, learning, and socializing. Yeah, yeah it was great. Very yeah. cool event. I agree. Um, okay, so October 29th, we talked about autumn changes where Scott Forstall left Apple. Oh, that's right. Yeah. iCloud syncing and a bunch of other stuff.
1: I uh, cloud syncing, uh, whatever. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, a letter press had come out at that time. I'm still addicted. You know, I I I've played that game probably every day since. Really? Yeah, I, huh. absolutely. I play all the time. In okay. fact, if anyone wants to play me, I find me on Game Center, whatever it's called. There uh, you go. I think I'm just Brent Simmons, all one word. Yeah. I think. Don't follow me because I don't want to play. No, I I do though. I'll you know seriously, if hundred no, no, people. No, I, I know you will. Play? You yeah, will. absolutely. Yeah, no, no. I'm on it.
0: You know, I was. I, I... I used to be such an avid gamer. I mean, I worked for a video game company, my first company out of co- I loved video- I mean, it and then there was some point where I was like, "Oh my god, I'm spending like 12 hours a day playing games." Mm-hmm. And I literally quit cold turkey and now I'm like I just don't play games. It's like it's almost sad because I don't I don't know if it was an addiction thing and I don't know because I just said I'm not playing games anymore. I'm playing them too much. Mm-hmm. But I just I have no interest in games anymore. Is that weird?
1: You know, I'm the same way except for letterpress. All right, well good. Yeah. So I go. was never I was never much of a gamer as a matter of fact. Um, uh, but letterpress totally has me hooked. Well, good. All right. So moving
0: into November of 2012, we launched. We had our episode launching ports. Remember that? We talked about no. porting apps to OS X and iOS and vice versa. Oh, okay. which yeah, is kind sure. of timely for what I was talking about with this iPad iPhone thing. That you have to really think about the platform and the, if you will, local standards to that platform. Mm-hmm. Don't just port an app. Don't just convert it. You know, oh, or actually, since they, you should convert it and convert it well. Um. And then that's when we started taking sponsorships, which was uh, pretty cool. And, uh,
1: so our first sponsor was Albina, Albina development, um, which is Colin Donald's, um, company. And coincidentally, I'm having coffee with him in about three and a half hours. He paid you to say that, didn't he? No, no, he didn't. His, <laughs> his app Pinbook is really quite good. He's it? not paying me to say this. No. Uh, later on tonight we're recording on Friday, it's, um, uh, black pixel Christmas party. So some folks come into town and all that kind of stuff. Oh, boy. So I meet mean, up with Connell, or, Connell. Connell? a little, Con, Colin a little early. Connell. 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 <laughs> Colin. Connell's good.
0: Well, anyway, happy Thanksgiving from Identical Cousins. And you, at one point, you even said, dear Lord, thanks for making me a Simmons. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> it's true, though. And then uh, December, we had our episode number seven, number one, which is when Fantastic Al for iPhone hit number one. Mm, number one and uh you know that was that was a fun episode um we we had there was some sound issues there again you know still having eh. some teething pains that's okay though that's okay then uh see we're getting through these quick we're almost in two, we're now we're in january 2013 cool um in january 2013 oh, we, oh you see we were still on a good schedule we had two episodes in december um good for to- us i know we were so young then we were so naive the year ahead, we talked about uh, watches, displays, Apple's online services, and the Zuckerberg family photo. Ah, yes. And um, we talked about, uh, oh, that IGZO thing. That was the uh, different, remember the panels, that there would be different tablet oh, yeah. panels? And I don't know what came of that, but there you go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was good. And then, uh, let's see, what else? Then, then, in the, what would we say, January? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So January... Um, Talked about working with Apple. That was the episode where I think uh, that was when uh, NetNewsWire may have gotten acquired by BlackPixel because was January 2013.
1: Oh, no. It was acquired in June of 2011. There was something with working with Apple, and they were mentioned. And Rogue Mm -hmm, Rogue
0: Amoeba was mentioned, another great company, um, which I love very much.
1: Oh, I think uh, we were talking about uh, iCloud core data syncing. Aha. That was the issue there.
0: Aha, which still has not been solved here in uh, Mm -hmm. December 2013.
1: Well it would it maybe it has been. Who knows? Well, no one's no one's sure using it. Yeah. Well, people get spooked. That's true. And then uh, we moved into
0: February. Uh oh, we had another episode. See, we were good, dude. We were young and naive. Super good. Indie life, where we shot the breeze, answered questions, and talked about you going indie. That's when yeah. you went
1: indie. I know. It's 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 awesome. And I coined yeah. the word phonoriety. Phonoriety, yeah. yeah. Which people use all the time now, I've oh, noticed. Yeah. It's Connell uses it for sure. Connell is constantly talking about his, his own phonoriety. <laughs> He's the world's uh, phone notorious geek.
0: The foremost expert on phonoriety?
1: I guess. <laughs>
0: Something like that. And then, uh, then uh, now this, at episode 11, this was a big one. So we skipped like a full month. Which this, this, See, this showed you truly went indie, Brent. Yeah, right. The responsibility yeah. of corporate life that kept us on a schedule went away.
1: Yeah, I, I'm uh, like three, I'm not gonna work. I'm gonna sleep in every exactly. day. Exactly. Screw yeah. that.
0: So three weeks in, we talked about your first three weeks, and apparently you were enjoying it. So now that it's like a year yeah. later, are you still enjoying it?
1: Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, every every day is better.
0: Okay. okay. Well, I had a Love cold it. apparently then, and Love then we talked it. a while about other stuff and yada yada. Oh, I gave you a sneak peek at Fantastic Hell One One. I think you liked it. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I'm sure I did.
0: That's good. And then uh, we talked about uh, a few other things. Oh, still had some audio problems, and then you were talking about getting a new mic, which was very nice.
1: Yeah, I still have the same mic. And that was Problem's the f- not the mic.
0: That was, <laughs> the, that was the first episode that uh, we used an explicit tab on, by the way. Ah, fuck. Ah, uh, here we go. Well, I guess we'll be using one on this one, too. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, then moving right along. Oh, this was good. Uh, what the hell were you thinking, Michael? Do you remember this episode? No. This was where uh, Fantastical had a date badge, and I was against it for so long. Adding the oh, date yeah, right. onto an app icon badge.
1: I remember, yeah.
0: And then uh, you screwed up my audio, having your headphones on and uh, playing through my speakers. And there was all that editing, all that editing yeah, I had right. to do to get rid of the echo. Yeah, that was fun. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and uh, Olga Corbett. Olga Corbett, dude.
1: <laughs> see, you can see that the show notes are starting to get more interesting. Oh, the show notes are here. great. You're like yeah. writing books now. Yeah.
0: And then you talked about Mario Puzo. Yeah. And, uh, but you had erroneously credited, it, uh, credited him as the author of Pritzker's on. It was Richard Condon. Yes, correct. But Puzo wrote the Godfather, and you yeah. regretted the error. We, we regret the error because this we is a team operation, exactly. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, so that was. These show notes are great, by the way. These are good. Thanks. And uh, by the way, just about changing your mind in this episode, um, you know, looking back at that date badge icon decision, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, all the complaints went away. The complaints were um, replaced by. Well, why can't you put the date on the app icon itself? What a lame place to put it on the badge. Yeah. To which we have to say, Apple doesn't give us access, right? Yep. But at the end of the day, it's buried, it's hidden. I'm all right with the decision, but I think this goes to show, even if you're against something really bad from a UI point of view, if it really is going to help and it's not going to really cause any problems and it's something that you opt into, maybe be a little bit more flexible-minded.
1: Of course, then you have to support it. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh,
0: then we moved on to Bespoken Word. This was uh, mm-hmm. this was in March 2013, on March 29th, the Bespoken Word, where we talked about Dave Morin and his oh, bespoke yeah. apps, remember? Mm-hmm. Being on the offensive and not the defensive. <laughs> now, at this That's point... still the... That,
1: that whole interview is passed into, like, geek culture, right? We is all, that phonarity? everybody Everybody knows that interview, and everybody knows, you know... Everyone will always remember this it. interview. Is, is that faux mm-hmm. or is that? Yeah, like, well, no, it's it's just plain old notoriety. That's, that's douche notoriety. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, that interview will never be forgotten. Dude. It's, I mean, it's infamous,
1: so. I guess you might say.
0: Well, and the question is, is: is that real or is that affectatious? I mean, obviously, it has to be affectatious, but it could be real affectatious. I
1: think it's, it's an authentic
0: affectation. Yeah, it's just become right. It is what. Yeah, that's the sure. new. That's the new. The new media. Yeah. Yeah, but on this episode, which was really funny, is your, 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 your show notes are just getting great, dude. I mean, you got like bajillions of links here. Gaijin Smash, we talked about. Mm-hmm. Ray yep. Bradbury. Yep. I believe that's because he passed away um, back yeah, in March. Yeah, That's right. And then, okay, so then moving on to our next episode, what was exciting was we had our first guest on episode 14, Partners in Crime, Nick Bradbury, came onto yeah, the show. Nick. That was fun, of course. You went nuts with the show notes. I have no clue how you
1: even did all this. Well, you know, you just you just listen and you type up everything that's mentioned.
0: And by the way, that was the um, that was when I linked to the upstairs downstairs Abbey, which was that uh oh yeah comedy right. thing on upstairs downstairs and Downton Abbey, which I still love that skit. It's just yeah, it's very great. good. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff there, and then uh, then also in April, <laughs> I got nothing, which could be the title for every episode, pretty much. And we talked about feedback from testers, Syrian privacy, using open source code, Sumly, the acquisition from Yahoo, I assume. Ah, and yeah. iSteve. I don't know what iSteve is. Oh, is iSteve that movie? Beauty. Yeah, that Funny or Die movie that was stupid. Hmm. And then why Yahoo bought Sumly? I don't think we've still found out.
1: Yeah, and we don't really care.
0: Well, what I care is, uh, it was a $30 million startup. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they bought them for $30 million. Um, uh, 30 million's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a bit. That's a lot of money. Well, it's a lot of money for basically, you know, a 17-year-old dude who started a company. Sure, yeah. Um, but he had something, so they wanted it, and they bought it. That's how it goes. Hmm. Um, okay, so then uh, in May, we had, uh, or actually still, we had another episode in April. See, we were still doing good. Damn. Wow, God. Red Herring, where we had another guest, Chris Licio. Oh yeah, very good friend and partner in crime of mine, and uh, we talked hear, about. Writes Capo. amazing software. Uh, he is he's he's he, he's
1: he's a madman. Yeah, truly, truly, and, and you know, he writes one of the brilliant. nicest, friendliest madmen you, you could ever meet. It's because he's Canadian. But, uh, yeah, sure. If he's Bo, is a, is a masterwork. If he was born in America, he'd be a real prick. Oh yeah, totally. He'd have a day and night phone. Exactly, for
0: sure, for sure. Uh, he, you know, he's 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 a darling. I can't believe I'm even using that word, but he is. He's a darling. <laughs> he is a darling and a great, great guy. And uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Your show notes are getting good, dude. Yeah, you, you definitely have the market on show notes, I would say. I like doing show notes. Yeah. And then in May, we uh, did WWDC pre-crime. This is this year, of course, May this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to Jonathan Deutsch of Tumult, which is another awesome dude. Oh,
1: yeah, Jonathan. Totally. And
0: Hype is a great, great app. It's a
1: it's hell of an app, yep.
0: Yep, and then we talked about a lot of things and a lot of, um, wow, you got a lot of show notes here. And uh, now I think it's time to talk about our other sponsor for today. Is it HostGator? It is HostGator, and I am Uh, very excited to read this text. HostGator is the best place to get a website, and they offer premium web hosting at low costs. Did you know you can grab a .NET?
1: a.net, really? Right.
0: Yeah, a.net's the best way to get a killer domain name that's not 180 mm. characters like identicalcousins.net. Ah, you know, that's so true. It's really 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 a good thing. So, they offer 24 oh, by 7 by 365 phone chat and email support. Ep- Brett, this is episode 24.
1: Wow, the coincidences are are staggering.
0: Unbelievable. And as I said, they offer phone chat and email support 24/7 365. They offer hosting for any size. Are you saying day or night, every single day? I am day. saying there is no minute that the fine folks at HostGator are not answering their phone, responding to chats, or replying to emails. That's what I'm saying.
1: That's pretty impressive. Thank yeah, you. That's quite impressive. I mean, you know, you know, if anyone's like me, you're up late at night sometimes trying to do or configure a thing and yeah. it doesn't work. And you're like, well, no one's going to help me till tomorrow. And but you, these put it, and you put it guys are up. And you put they it off help. a day, right? Yeah, they actually yeah, help right. you.
0: Yeah, sure. They even offer hosting for any size site with shared, VPS, and dedicated servers, and they'll even move your site for you if you want them to transfer it. Wow. Do you need a website for your next killer startup idea or cat blog? Hostgator.com has you covered. They offer premium web service hosting at low prices, and while you're there, you better grab a .NET. Getting a short, memorable domain name can be a challenge, but .NET provides lots of great options. And again, HostGator offers 24 by 7 by 365 phone chat and email support. If you need help anytime, day or night, give them a call, send them a check, text message, chat message online, or send them an email. And if your site explodes or gets internet famous, they still have got you covered. Still have, Is that S-D-I-L-L apostrophe V-E?
1: Yeah, they still have. They still, still have st- yeah. they still
0: have got you covered with mm. VPS and dedicated servers. And if you have a website somewhere else and you're not happy, they will move it for you. They do all the hard work. So head over to HostGator.com, buy some hosting, get a bunch of .NET domains, and use the coupon code COUSINS, C-O-U-S-I-N-S, and get an extra 25% off. And of course, support HostGator, who helps support this show which is going off the air after this episode. Uh,
1: but thanks very much.
0: They have been very supportive and we're here right now because of them.
1: Yeah. You know, what impresses me in, in, in hearing that ad is that their, their level of support for their customers sounds very high and as if they're massively dedicated to that, which I think is a great thing if you're running a service. Definitely. Obviously th- support is, you know, that's kind of your product.
0: Yep. I said this the last time we talked about this ad, but the fact that they offer 24-7, 365 phone chat and email, like if they just offered email, you could say, okay, well, you know, whatever. But to have live chat, a phone ability Mm -hmm. and email support, that's just, that shows that they literally want to help you with your problems. And that is, that's, that's commendable.
1: Right. Cause I could say that I offer 24-7 email support, meaning you could send me email at any time and I'll get back to you whenever I feel like. But, that's right. yeah, that's right. Live, live support, different story.
0: Yep. No doubt. So, uh, ma- many, thanks to them. Uh, thanks for their, um, you know, yeah, they're good, good, very good guys. And we really appreciate them supporting us. And we definitely, definitely, definitely recommend their service. Again, go to hostgator.com and use the coupon code cousins and get 25% off.
1: And I'll add again that HostGator has nothing to do with NewsGator, the company I used to work for. Completely unrelated. (laughs) Completely different. Yep.
0: All right. So where were we? So in June, in June, um, we did the I Took a Lickin' from a Chicken episode. Uh Good one. And at this point, we were getting ready for WWDC. So we talked about Vesper. Oh, yeah. Chatology. And WWDC. And because we recorded it right before WWDC we actually didn't even talk about anything besides around about WWDC because we knew nothing yeah no idea uh, there was echo once again so i guess we you know didn't do that well okay. oh this this is this is kind of interesting and then um when we talked about uh, Vesper and Chatology i guess that was around the time Vesper had just launched right yeah so that that was kind of interesting because we talked about you going indie you know a few mm-hmm. months prior and boom there
1: was your app yep
0: uh, anything you want to add about that episode or anything or i don't know yeah,
1: i don't know Good? It, it was it was it was fun when we did release Vesper and um, you know the very existence of our company had been a secret much less the app itself yeah and so it, it was a lot of fun when we could finally say hey you know we've got this new company and here's our app and people were like oh wow who I had no idea it was very cool yeah it was
0: kind of like being able to do the unveiling at the keynote
1: yeah totally That's no to- it,
0: it is when you're working on something really hard and especially you're not sure how it's going to be received and then you you're able to kind of release it to the world that's what you've been working on
1: yeah that's right yeah for sure and i remember you know talking to my coworkers at the time saying you know right before the release you know that's like um nobody knows you know about us aside from our beta testers right and um you know nobody knows what's going on and we should kind of take a minute to you know remember what this was like because pretty soon that's going to change entirely and um you know after that it's it's all all about everybody knowing what's happening and having expectations and wanting things but up until the day of release nobody in the world has any expectations nobody's asking us for anything you know because nobody nobody knows about it right so it's kind of a that's a cool time you know as eager as you are to release it's it's worth it's worth enjoying the time beforehand right because you can never go back to that time yeah you never go back yeah
0: yeah that's true and then uh, in July, we did the, which is still my favorite uh, video and title, We Are Sinking. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the uh, German lessons. Talked more about Vesper in that episode, by the way, which was very good. I'm sure cool. that was because probably came out, you had an update or something.
1: No, probably. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, more about Chatology, so that was good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we move into August, and um, let's see what we had here. We had a Brent. Oh, your grandmother had passed away, of course, in August. Oh, yeah. Much, uh, much love still and respect for her. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you linked to the video we are syncing for some reason in that episode, which I don't know why.
1: I had shown it to my, to my grandmom, and she loved it. She laughed like crazy. Oh,
0: that's right. So we, yeah. re- we, re- we relinked it. That's right. Mm, that's yeah. right. Very good. Well, I'm glad she enjoyed it. In August, episode twenty-one, we did the uh, Steve Ballmer with "Here Comes My Impersonation" five hundred dollars fully subsidized.
1: Does he really sound like that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Play the video. (laughs) I got him down pat, dude. (laughs) Developers, developers, developers. (laughs) Come on, dude.
1: That's that's really mess with the Simmons. (laughs) Don't mess with the Simmons.
0: I would do a Steve Jobs, but out of respect, I won't. Um, Let's see what else. What else? Oh, yeah, we talked about his retirement because he was retiring. Started oh, yeah. talking about Tesla, which of course, uh, actually, after we get through this memory lane, we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk about a few current things, and then we'll we'll cry and say our goodbyes. But um, okay. talk about Tesla, iPhone rumors, iOS seven design, and Glassboard because that's uh, Glassboard was uh, looking for an owner. Has that anything happened with that? I don't know. It's a status quo mm-hmm. ish. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> All right. Um let's see. Oh, I love gold cuz we I guess we were talking about the uh gold phone. So we were talking about the uh the, you know the YouTube clip with a uh, gold member.
1: Gold is best.
0: No, no, no. This was the I love gold, the smell of it, the touch of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, gold member. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 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 And then uh let's see what else we got here. Uh and then uh, Oh, Rem Objects sponsored that episode. Another shout out to Rem Objects. Ah. Shout out to Rem Objects. Then uh, in October, so we skipped September completely. This is where the uh, cart's going off the rails. <laughs> we just—well, uh, at all, least we,
1: we recorded in September.
0: This is true. Uh, yeah, oh, September twenty third. That's true. Yeah, it's it, raining in Seattle, Michael. It was. It was. Uh, we talked about new iPhones, iOS seven sixty four bit support, and app updates. Um, you had mentioned that Vesper was not updated for iOS seven, which was true at the time, but is no
1: longer true. Right by the time. By the time this podcast was released, we had our update on the App Store. That is correct. And then, uh, you know,
0: November, about a month ago, we did still number one where Fantastic Hell 2 not only hit number one on launch a couple days prior, but was still number one.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that still boggles my mind. In fact, we're still, believe it or not, in like the top 125 of units, which I, I just... Yeah, it's not bad, dude. It's not yeah, bad at all. Very good. Thank you. And then uh, here we are today on episode 24, Golden Master is Best. So we're done. We're like, we're,
1: we're shipping the
0: entire thing. This is it. So there's a yeah. box set. There's a 24 uh, Blu-ray box set the, uh, at Director's Cut for, mm-hmm. for $199 at Amazon.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Use my referral link so I get credit.
1: Yeah. Because you didn't realize we've actually been recording video all along, exactly, Um, and a lot of different funny costumes. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to give any of that away. No, don't, don't. Uh, The costumes are awesome, especially Um, the
0: costume on the gold is best episode. uh, The uh, you know we are sinking episode. Oh yeah, Uh, all of the episodes actually we just have ridiculous
1: costumes, mm -hmm. and and of course we've recorded in in remote and exotic locations. Exactly. Uh, one of my one of my favorite times was when I was in uh, Ulan Behtor, which um, is not a Klingon colony, but is uh, I, th- I think in Mongolia. Actually, have you been there? Well, that's where, where recorded was. Episode 15, 16, I forget. Um,
0: I think it was sixteen.
1: Yeah, sixteen. That's right. And uh, They uh, they treated me so great there. I yeah I can't say enough about Mongolian hospitality. I just I I loved it. I, I personally love the Mongolian beef. I know. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. I did a lot of yak shaving while I was there. Because yeah, I'll bet. that's just. Is that around the time fun. Vesper iOS 7 shipped? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yak yeah.
0: shaving? Mm hmm. Well, that's good. Uh, and, and, and there's some extras in there, too, like blooper. There's bloopers. Oh, right, sure. So I think yeah. there's actually 25 Blu ray discs because isn't disc 25 all
1: uh, outtakes and bloopers? Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. Is. In so fact, that's, we have
1: a separate 25-disc um, box set if you just want all the bloopers. Well, you can have all of them. Oh, there's a secondary box set. Yeah, right. So the one the one disc is just kind of a preview, kind of an ad for, you know, oh, you buy okay. the other, the, okay. the blooper reel only.
0: Which, well, uh, that was genius marketing whoever did that.
1: Yeah, true. I think
0: it was you, right?
1: No, it wasn't me. Oh, okay. It wasn't me. I don't know who did it. I don't know either. Maybe it was Connell. <laughs> yeah. Colin Dolan. I like
0: Connell. I don't know why it just sounds
1: funny. <laughs> you said it so randomly, which made it even better. Uh, you know, well, it goes on the blooper box set.
0: I think it's on disc number six of the blooper set. There you go. Um, so let's see. So here we are today. You know, the, be-
1: the best bloopers ever was um, at the end of Cannonball Run. Oh yes. Wasn't that wasn't that great? I mean. No, nobody ever had to do bloopers again. Cause they, and not only that, Dom just, DeLuise's laugh, dude, that's, oh, that's so just, that, that summed it all up, right? And, and, so, and who, who would have guessed that Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise would have just been, had such great chemistry and been so wonderful and funny. Wow. They were. They absolutely they were. were. They were great. Those guys could have made 20 movies together. I would have loved all of them. Definitely. But now that's impossible.
0: Yeah, that's right. Who's the modern Dom Deloise? There isn't one. No. Nope. I can't think of who. He would was awesome. We were watching History of the World Part One the other day. Oh, uh, yeah. I was watching it with my wife and uh-huh. uh, Dom DeLuise. Man, Oh, he was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was. He was. He was one of the greats for sure. So here we are. It's December sixth, episode twenty four. We're we're you know doing our curtain call. We're wrapping it up. Um, I will ask you. You know, if you have any. Well, first of all, so I want to talk about a few current things going on. So, in the news, Apple, things just currently going on. Um, it's been kind of quiet, actually, news-wise. I mean, obviously, we had some new products from Apple, and the iPad Retina, and the iPad Air, and they're building the, the campus in Cupertino, campus number two, you know, Apple Campus 2 is underway. It hasn't really been any crazy news, right? Mac Pros still have not shipped. Hmm. Um, kind of quiet, right? Not a lot of news?
1: Yeah. And yeah, not that, I mean, holiday season. Yeah. They, they release their stuff in plenty of time for the holidays. And then, yeah, you don't make that much more news after that, I think, until the new year.
0: Yeah. It was really funny too, that, um, you know, there was all that, oh, might not be able to meet this. might not be able, and then it just shipped it. And that's, it hasn't really been any trouble. I mean, obviously they're selling out. Cause I do know they're not doing sales on their stuff. Like mm-hmm. when they had like even the black Friday sales are like, except retina, iPad mini. Mm-hmm. So clearly they can sell it without the sale. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it seems like Apple's really gotten a good handle on supply chain and delivery and shortage stuff, and they, they, they may do; be a, the,
1: they're the best in the world at this. I would I agree. Yeah.
0: They do a really good job. Um, so yeah, so it's about it there. Um, I don't know. I think I think I am out of things to say. Hmm. You have anything cool? Well, so what I was figuring we would do is just kind of chat a little bit about, um, you know, just. Anything you have any memories? Anything you want to leave with the listeners? And then uh, we'll uh, we'll ship it.
1: Well, I, I thank you. This has been a lot of fun, and I thank our listeners for for tuning tuning in. And uh, even though we're we're finished with this, we're still doing more good work to follow. You know, especially our apps. The apps matter.
0: Definitely. And uh, thanks to you as well. It's been a great time. It's uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it wasn't an easy decision. I look forward to recording with you. It's fun. We talk about stuff. We banter we communicate we even give tips and tricks to our listeners it's fun time but mm-hmm. um the amount of time we have to put in versus you know we got a lot of projects in the pipeline right now and mm. you know i'm leading all of them and i need to keep my time focused and i really as i said you know one of the things i want to do in 2014 i've taken a really good look at what i've done over the last x years and all my achievements and accomplishments and how do i make it even better and being focused is what i want to do this year and um that's
1: what I'm gonna do. Yep, smartly.
0: So yeah, and you know, like you were saying, we'll still be around. Yeah, you know, we'll probably be at a conference or two. We'll maybe be on a podcast or two. Who knows where we'll be? But you know, you're, you're things, on that
1: Twitter thing, right? I'm on
0: that Twitter, and I as yeah, are you. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> barely. Yeah. Well, I'm more on Twitter than you are. Yeah. But still, he's Brent Simmons, B-R-E-N-T-S-I-M-M-O-N-S, and I'm Mac Guitar, M-A-C-G-U-I-T-A-R. You can, of course, if you want to check out Brent's app, which you know I'm sure people. Uh, well whoever hasn't heard of it is under a rock but it's vesperapp.co
1: and uh my app if you want to uh, you, uh, you prop you prop it brent let's see your app is at m-i-c-r-o-s-o-f-t dot com <laughs> slash uh, m-e-s-s-e-n-g-e-r okay perfect
0: no, that would have been great if you could have somehow
1: hacked that to literally make that redirect. <laughs> that would have been uh, class. It's at flexibits.com, F-L-E-X-I-B-I-T-S.com. Why, thank it's you, sir. It's called Fantastic Al. And also, check out Chatology, if you're the type who chats. I don't do yeah, it, if you But use, other people you, chat.
0: If you use messages, I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it's definitely a niche product, but it was something we wanted for ourselves, and it was a problem mm-hmm. we wanted to solve, and, you know, it does okay. It's, it's a tool, and you know how tools go. You need a purpose for it. Right. But um, yeah, so we will be around. And one of the things, we'll we'll of course thank our sponsors before we get out of here. But one of the things I really definitely want to make sure I do is thank you to our listeners. Um, I appreciate all the emails and all of the contacts. And even when I get certain support emails through Flexibits that I read, oh, I love your podcast, Michael, PS, you know, things. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks for listening. We're here for you. And I just want to make it clear that I really appreciate everyone's kind words, support, and for listening. Very nice. And that said, I guess um, we will thank our sponsors as well: HostGator and REM Objects, right?
1: Yep, yep. Oxygen from REM Objects and HostGator. Wow, those guys have incredible support.
0: If you want to get HostGator's deal, go to HostGator.com and use the keyword or co- excuse me, coupon code Cousins and uh, Brent for
1: for REM Objects. It's REMObjects.com slash Oxygen with an e at the end. Get it. A- get a free trial. Use the discount code ID13 for 20% off.
0: Righto. So um, that said, it's been a pleasure,
1: cousin. It has been a pleasure. Absolutely. We'll talk again and we'll see each other when we see each other. Sounds good. You should play some more music. who's live most everywhere, from Zanzibar to Berkeley Square. But Patty's
0: only seen the sights the girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair, but
1: they're cousins, identical cousins all the way. One pair of matching bouquets, different as night and day. Where Kathy adores a minuet, the ballet russe, and quake Suzette. Our patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. Why do I do it? Kill their cousins I cousins and you find. They laugh alike, they walk alike at times they even talk alike You can lose your mind